Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawan, the apprentice wizard. This week, the chaotic adventurers interrogate the kidnapped wizard Isdrel prior to meeting Captain Rack from the City Watch regarding the winged ape-man attack in the city streets earlier in the day. With a possible deal struck, the group makes preparations to assault the ever-changing wizard's tower in the northern end of the great city. And Dustin's not going to be here right? Dustin is not going to be here. It's just us. Hmm. It's going to make for an interesting time. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, um, could possibly one of my zero new zero levels maybe be an initiate of something, have some sort of healing capabilities, or is that just out? We got two healing potions. I guess it's not important. Um, I mean, do you have one that would, if we bumped to level one, would be a suitable first level cleric? Because um, that sure. would be handy to have in the back pocket to groom yeah, for nights Dustin isn't here. Yeah, I definitely would like to get one level. Let's see. Um, Prospero, my water carrier from Slaver's Hold, would be suitable. Why don't you go ahead and bump that one to level one cleric then? And then that'll be sort of cool just to have one that, you know, when we need to fade Dustin off to the side for a little bit, you guys aren't like completely left without something. Okay, I'll do that. Especially if there's a night where Adam's here. And normally up on luck, he can boost that first level's rolls a bit anyways to help, oh, you know. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the goal of being here now. <laughs> With the, uh, the the small little, we really do need our halfling. Yeah. Yep, you do. All right, first spell is paralysis. How convenient. Hey, that is too good. Second spell is darkness. Darkness. Third is protection from evil. And the fourth is going to be detect evil. Oh boy, that's going to be going off all the time in this group. (laughs) (laughs) Not if he knows what's good. (laughs) So which one was that, Matt? This is Prospero. Prospero. I like the name. Yeah, it came off the random the name table on the back. It's a great name table. Everybody ready? Ready. Okay. So last we left, you guys were headed back to the temple with Jaden, the potential new handmaiden, and I believe headed to retrieve uh, Israel out of the uh, butcher's room. Yeah. So you're able to make it back to the temple with no problem. You probably got about. Three to four hours before the seven o'clock meet time with uh, Captain Rack from the City Watch, right. and you guys find yourself back at the temple. Um, is he still paralyzed? What's that, Aaron? Is he still paralyzed? He is, but it looks like he's starting to come out of it a little bit. He's blinking a little more. He twitches just a little bit. I mean, he's not making full movements, but it seems like uh, he's probably starting to come out of it. All right, so we've got him. Tied down to the table. Okay. And as more time goes, he starts to become a little more limber. He starts to move a little more. He starts to realize he's tied. He starts to stretch against the bonds. He starts to mummer as he tries to talk. 
So what are we going to do here, Aaron? Uh, first thing, we're going to shove something in his mouth so he can't talk. <laughs> but we wanted to talk. <laughs> we wanted to talk. We wanted to talk. We wanted to talk. We wanted to talk. We wanted to You're robotting a little bit tonight, Aaron. Great. Okay. He's coming to... Yes, he's coming to... You got the the rag stuff stuffed in his mouth so he can't talk fully, but he's starting to come around, and you're pretty sure the paralysis has pretty much all but faded away from the poison. He's struggling. He's pulling against his bonds. He looks confused. His eyes are wide. Uh, you've still got him down in the butcher's block room? Yes, as yes. far as I know. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it's dark. It's nasty down there. And, uh... the meat cleaver to be What? Show him the meat cleaver and tell him to be still and quiet. <laughs> his eyes remain wide, but he does settle down and st- stops resisting against his bonds quite so much. He's trying to mummer a little bit through the cloth, but you can't make it out. All right, who all's down there? Baptist and Noonie are there. Baptist and Noonie. Mephris was in the shop. He'll go into. Karen's just kind of running around the temple, uh, just pretty much taking care of whatever he can. Leaving it up to Beth. It's Bong or Aram down there. Um, Bong is probably bandaging his fingers right now. They were broken last time. What was the penalty for that? Do you recall, Jeffrey? I think we called it a minus two to hit. Okay. Uh, until you get healed. like, And that's probably a, uh, a lay on hands with a... I think you can do lay on hands like for a condition. but. Yep, you can. I'm just trying to remember what, how many dice you'd have to hit to... So yeah, so just a one die would be able to heal him up off of lay on hands. Broken limbs, one die can heal that. So okay. If you prefer more people down there, Aaron, I can <clears throat> I can come down. Well, you never know when we'll need luck. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'll be down there then. Eight. All right, Prospero <laughs> has one point of disapproval. And it begins. We're gonna go through this cleric quick. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a chance. Two points. You just need one die, man. All right, that's better. Okay, so that that should heal him, right? Correct. All right, so bone is good. Two points of disapproval. That brings my disapproval to three, correct? Correct. Okay, all right. So what we need to know from this fellow is we want to know where his spellbook is. Yes. Who this mysterious Emmercarp, Emmercac, who was that? Uh... There is There's a Maricall who's the one that the City Watch has talked about. The name on the scroll was Eric Hart. Eric Hart. That's we want to know who that yeah. is. Okay. Weren't didn't we suspect some of those scrolls were cursed? The scroll that had several of the high level spells on it and things like that had a note on it saying that it was cursed. Written signed by signed by Eric Hart. All right, so... Too many names. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> Too many names in general. Thanks to Bong. So we're pretty sure how this is going to end, aren't we, Baptist? Mm-hmm. Okay. A feast. Now, we did recover uh, a mind purge scroll, but it's one of the high-level ones, so it's probably cursed. Yeah. All right, get out the thumb screws. So are you going to pull the gag from his mouth? First, he's going to... Uh, Hold his fingers, hold the beef liver over his fingers, and ask him where his golden is. And then he pulls the golden gag out of his mouth. <laughs> All right, the meat cleaver is over the fingers. He's getting. Start with what the little finger. 
And what's going to be the first question? Where is the spell book? The spell book is what you said? Yeah. Dang. <clears throat> and you're going to pull the gag. Mephrodus is ready with the spell magic. Okay. He says the spell book is safe and away. Bring down the hatchet, Baptist. Yeah. I the finger off. He yanks up against the the bonds and he screams out in pain as he begins to bleed over the butcher's block. And he says that you guys will never find his book. It is worthless to you. I cut two more off. (laughs) (laughs) And he continues to scream in pain at that and he begins to turn faint as he sort of like nods off and his eyes close from the pain and the, the the bleeding and more so the pain than anything else as he sort of passes back out. Uh, we'll smack him around a little bit. Try to get him. He sort of comes back to, he seems hardly with it, he's confused. Who's um, Eric Clark? He's like, where, where'd you see that name? That's the reason we sought you out, idiot. What do you know about him? We want to know what you know about him. We're asking the questions here. He's a wizard of some some great power, but I know not fully of him. What do you do with this stuff? The only thing I have of his is a, a scroll, which it seems you must have found. Where'd you get it? You start asking questions. What was that, Aaron? I'm playing around. Hello. You you break up quite a bit. Okay. Um, test scrolls. What was that? Something about scrolls. Tell us about the scrolls. Oh, um, I came across a scroll, an ancient scroll, in some of my research, and, and I came across that scroll that you must have found uh, signed by Eric Hark. And I did additional research on him. However, the books in the Great City's library were missing pages, and I wasn't able to learn much more about Eric Hark uh, beyond that he seems to have been long-lived and seems to have dabbled in necromancy and seemed to have a fascination with uh, planar travel of some sort, something to do with portals and gates. But I really could learn, like I said, most of the tomes of the library, the, the references to him, had the pages themselves have been torn out of the, the books. Why are you looking for portals and gates? I wasn't looking for portals and gates. He seems to have been looking for portals and gates. Well, why were you looking into Eric Hark? Because I found this scroll and it seemed... Uh, quite powerful magics on it. You don't run across those every day. And when I saw it was signed by presumably who crafted and made the scroll, me being in the business of crafting my own, I wanted to learn a little more about this person, see, see what I could learn about him. What do you know about Emiracall? Strange fellow, typically locked up in his tower in the northern part of the city. Did you ever do any work for him? Not really. You know, maybe some trivial scroll crafting to pick up a little bit of extra money on the side, but nothing significant. He always seemed capable of handling things himself. He starts to look white and pale again. His fingers hurt. You see him moving his hand a little bit. I'm going to walk up and smack him. <laughs> <laughs> a little halfling walks up, smacks him. He shakes his head, pulls a little, against, a little bit against one of the restraints. All right, this is a... Uh, what else do we need to know? I'm kind of curious. He was looking for him to learn more about this. Was it going to be for then his own personal use? Like, do you think he's still kind of holding some stuff back? He's a wizard. They're always holding stuff back. I understand that. I don't know what we can do, though, other than, like, we only got so many fingers. 
Got toes. <laughs> Our torturer just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we know there's a necromancer who likes portals and gates. He was particularly long-lived. Yep. And then he also looked for the same... He found... You're thinking... Mephrodis probably thinks he found the same books that Mephrodis found because he found pages torn out about the guy. Okay, yeah, that's, I remember that. So you're suspecting wherever Israel went was probably the same <clears throat> library source of information Mephrodis went to when he researched the name. Is there a way maybe to ask him if he has any idea where he might be? I mean, he's still conscious, so... No, I, I know, I'm, I'm like, we'll ask him if he knows where Eric Park is. And he shakes his head, no, he does not know. He was able to only get very little amount of information about him, stories. Seems like the best sources of information had had the pages ripped out of him. Back, Aaron? Yeah, I'm back. Sounded good that time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe um, Did I miss more non-answers? No, we pretty much paused for you and just rehashed uh, okay. what we've already went over. So. Okay. Uh, we suspect the fellow doesn't really know anything more than we do. Yeah. Jeffrey reminded me that Mephrodis probably researched the same books looking for him because the pages were torn out of the books that Mephrodis was researching. So we, if he knows more, he's not letting on, and I don't know how to go about finding out. I have nothing to hold. Yeah, I don't think he knows. Is there, <laughs> is there like a form of a bluff check? Like uh, is there a way that we can kind of detect lies or anything like that? I guess maybe luck? Yeah, um, luck check would be fine on that. Okay. My specialty. <laughs> of course, you need to roll under your luck, which I think you said is a two right now. What's that now? You need to roll under your luck, which I think you said was a two right now, right? No, it's an eight. Oh, okay. Because if it's been 48 hours and I regen what <clears throat> level worth of luck per day, Ethan's luck score is restored each night by a number of points equal to his level. So. Okay, perfect. Cool. So, yeah, so you got eight. So just roll under an eight. Okay, well, we'll see how that works out. It could work. Roll 20. See? Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. They love the halfling. You think he's telling the truth. He's obviously under lots of stress. Uh, he's in lots of pain uh, from missing the fingers. He's obviously worried about, I mean, you guys have him in the butcher block room of this place. So, I mean, it's pretty dank. It's gross. It's, you know. There's a crazy carcasses in the corner. Yeah, I mean, it's not a pleasant place. So, he's obviously under lots of stress. But you think he's telling you. Crazy. You don't think that's very misleading you. Baptist is going to put the meat to his throat and tell him if he wants to walk out of here, he'll tell us what the spell look is. This is chance. He shakes his head back and forth. All right, Baptist cuts his head off. Okay. Mr. Riddell's dead. Man. He's telling me Baptist takes one that, of his fingers and puts it in his mouth like a stogie. That was not helpful. Well, I have to say that we've done some pretty horrible things, but that one's the first thing that probably ever pricked Mephrodis's conscience. That might be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it was ill thought out. Let's put that way. Yeah, that that could have. We we never should have. Okay. We never should have kidnapped the wizard. We shouldn't have. We shouldn't have. We did. And we we're pretty we check his house thoroughly. Yeah, you guys feel pretty comfortable that you went through his house pretty thoroughly. Uh, you found, you know, the secret chambers that housed uh, some of the valuables, some of the payments from some of his crafting from the shop. So you feel like they you... the thing, right. That was his house. That was the, yeah, the spirit dog or whatever? Yes, the shadow dog. That's it. Shadow wolf. Mephrodis is going to consult with Malak if there's time before the meeting. Okay. And if he can roll... Yeah, if is you can roll, any, that's the big question. Is there anything in his belongings or on his body that might indicate 
another hideout or he was dressed pretty simply he you know set of robes a belt over the robes uh a couple pouches that had various odds and ends in them but no identifying marks or indications of uh any keys or anything that you don't go you found a key baptist's close look would have thought it was more associated with the house you've already been to just judging by the size and shape that it would have been plausible to have been the house you already broke into okay wasn't there a door that we had to pick the lock on yeah there was a chest that had to get the lock picked on there was a trap there was a trap on one of the chests that's where we found the scrolls and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah all that we pretty much got everything that we found so Mephrodis is going to squeeze in a consult with Malik before well, it's, the it's meeting a, this evening at the tavern? Yeah, it's a one-hour casting time, so... Okay, about an hour yeah. past uh, working on an uh, hour, hour and a half questioning Israel. By the time he came out of the paralysis, you know, did the thing. So you, there's probably about two and a half hours until the meet-up at the tavern. Okay. Mephrodis is on his spell. That's going to cut a small incision into the guy's stomach and insert gold coins that we stole off those two chunks. Okay. The tokens? The, the Thieves Guild tokens? Yeah, one of the tokens. Okay. And, um... Now you said Israel or you said one of the, the Thieves Skulls? Israel. Okay. And then we're going to sneak them out to the sewers and just get some... It's not nighttime yet. Uh, we'll, so wait, gonna, we'll wait till we'll wait till dark to do that. Okay, that'll probably be after the tavern meeting. Yeah. But uh, you can do this incision yeah. and token prior. Yeah, with that, and then uh, is the kid outside waiting on me still? Is what the kid that I paid to wait outside? Oh yeah, he's still out there. Alright, I'm gonna give him the put one of the heads in the bag. Okay. Of the lesser two guys, I'm going to give him that bag and tell him to take it and place it outside the guild hall. Just drop the bag, and, and I'm, going to give, I'm going to give him another silver piece. Okay. Kid eagerly takes the bag and heads off to the known location of the guild hall. Oh, I like how we just thought, that was a bad play with that wizard. Let's throw his heads on the guild hall steps. <laughs> Oh dear, this is going to be fun though. I approve of this chaos. <laughs> well, I have been paying these people for nothing. It's time for these guys to earn their keep. Well, there's, I have a feeling that we're severely outnumbered, you know, with Bong's 12 men versus the Thieves Guild. It'll be fun hey. though. We got us, they don't, so we'll be alright. <laughs> so yeah, the kid takes the, the, you're just sending one head? Just one head. Yeah, the kid takes the bag, runs off, gladly accepts the silver piece, and heads off into the city streets in the dr- general direction of the guild hall. It's another ward, though, so it'll take him a little while to get out there. And I'm going to tell the kid to come back tonight. Okay. All right, Mephrodis has been busy with his incantations trying to contact Malak. Okay, so that hour passes. I'm able to ask Malak two simple questions. Okay. What constitutes a simple question? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yes or no stuff, or can I ask an actual question and get an actual answer? It probably uh, says in the thing. I should read the description. 
I mean, I had, to, I had to take simples more than yes or no, but just not, you know, huge, long, complex responses that, you know. Not like asking for directions to a specific location, something like that. Or would you say, like, you could give the name of the town, but just not, like, the direction to have Yeah, something like that. I mean, what's your question? I want to ask about Eric Hark. Um, okay. So phrase your question, think just sort of simple, you know. I asked my, my first question, how may I find Eric Hark? He is not meant to be found. He booms. <laughs> well, that makes it easy. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's your second question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Your marriage fall. Yeah, I'm trying to phrase a question about how can I get the most for the least. Uh, Maybe it's why not. Maybe ask what. I was trying to think of, I guess, if it's in our interest to go against him or not. Oh, that's a good question. Is it our, in our interest, O Great Malak, Keeper of Secrets, uh, is it in our in our interest to go against Malak? I mean, uh, to go against Emiracal? It is not against, it is not for your interest to go against Malak. Freudian slip there, sorry, <laughs> boss. <laughs> <laughs> the plans have been revealed <laughs> against Americal. Yes, and you want to know if it's against your interests to yeah. go against Americal. Depends on whether you fancy yourself a powerful enough wizard. Sounds Perhaps like it is time you maybe. prove yourself. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> then will you love me, Mal? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a third simple question, which, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's that. So, Eric Hart's not meant to be found, and no real answer about Eric You know Malik, he likes to speak in vagaries. Yeah, we know him a little bit. Are there, in the city that we know of, are there any other quote-unquote high-ranking wizards? Eric yeah, there's. I mean, there's probably some. America obviously seems to be relatively powerful. As far as wizards that did much crafting for the general public, that was pretty much Israel. Yeah. Anyone else either keeps to themselves, doesn't perform public services. Uh, you suspect there's. I mean, it's a big city. You suspect there's some other wizards of some note, but uh, not none that you've specifically encountered or have names for. I'm just thinking about seeing if maybe someone else. So. That stature may have been uh, interested or learned something, like kind of seeking them out. Or yeah, I mean, you don't have a great resource per se on the other wizard. A lot of them are more reclusive. Israel was the main one that sort of put himself out there to the common folk. Because he's got this giant tower in town and comes out and kills everybody. See, but this is this is why they don't put themselves in the public <laughs> <laughs> and get their heads cut off. <laughs> By us. Mm -hmm. I thought we were trying to take over the temple. What was that, Aaron? No one thought we were trying to take over a temple. Take over a temple? Make the other temples off the nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was thinking Bong is probably thinking of a racket here. Like, well, we could just do this to every temple, and <laughs> then you have thousands and thousands of followers to do what you say. A temple of our very own. A temple district of our very own. <laughs> 
Hey, we could, you know, we dispatched the uh, whatever perverted knights regarding the ruins of the Carnifex Temple. We could reestablish that at some point, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let me scurry for my Carnifex module. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're still trying to reconstruct this temple, aren't we? Yes. At least get it stood back up. So about three hours have passed. It's probably about six in the evening. We've got tavern date at seven at Lynn Spar's Tavern with Captain Rack. Anything right. else you want to take care of in the last hour? It'll probably take you 20, 25 minutes to make it over to the tavern from here to the city streets. All right. I, Baum, of course, checks on his men, make sure Aram's got everything under control. Aram seems to have everything under control. Temple yeah. seems well guarded. Yeah, uh, all the damages have been fixed since the idol came traipsing through. Santh is working with Jaden, uh, getting her, showing her around the temple. She seems like dreamy-eyed because she has no recollection of anything in her life prior to. So Santh is working on indoctrinating her to the way of the temple. Bong wants wants to dispatch one of his men to somehow get word to Estrobia that Bong would like an an audience with him whenever he's available. And. Audience with Estrobia? Yes. I mean, he wants to find out what's going on in the guild, if Estrobia knows okay. anything. Especially after the heads hit the steps. Okay. So Bong sends word to Estrobia. I think we should take... I mean, we should certainly let them know that they need to be on the what, And probably take a non-direct to the pattern. Yeah. So we're going to put like the uh, Aram and his men on high alert. And okay. we're going to take a back way. Is that what you said, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. So, okay. Yeah. So, Aram appreciate, appreciate appreciates the heads up about the situation, and you guys are easily able to navigate uh, a back way should you choose to the Lensbar's Tavern. Yeah, let's do that. And Bong and Bong and Mephrodis will go. And nobody else. I'm gonna leave everybody else behind. I mean, we just this is just a meeting. I don't think we'll need any zero levels. Yeah. Unless okay. we unless we end up needing some zero levels. <laughs> yeah, he'll carry Torg with him as well. Torg's almost okay. level one. This might get him. Um, how, how about the cleric try to give a little uh, at before we go? What was that? The cleric gives him what? Attribute healing. Okay, to who? Noonie. Can I heal attributes, or do I need a spell for that? You can do it with a lay on hands, I think. Keeping in mind if alignments and stuff, the deities, if they, uh, you know, approve of such a thing. I thought you needed a spell for that. Because isn't that what one of Dustin's spells does? He has Restore Vitality to do it. Oh yeah, you're right. It's broken limbs, organ damage, disease, paralysis, poison, blindness, or deafness. Okay, okay. Who's down? Uh, Noonie class. Noonie's down, seems... That huge magic missile that got magic shielded. Yeah. 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 That was wonderful. I said go for the horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That happens. That's a lot of the part of the fun. Well, um, let's do it. Santh will be with us next week, so hopefully. So yeah. then he can handle that. Um, I'm assuming like, the rest of us will be there, just not necessarily partaking in the meeting in case things were to start breaking out. Uh, yeah, come on. I mean, yeah. Well, that was the, that was my plan at least. The yeah, only person that he doesn't know is you, because right. we met him in the fight in the street. Right. So you might could go in separate, and at least there'll be that element of surprise if something does go bad. I'm good with that. Like have uh, Jarry yeah. grab a pint or yeah, you just something. go in there a little bit before, a little bit after, and just be yeah. hanging out. 
So you guys take a back way through the streets to the uh, Lenspar's Tavern. Sun just not going down, just a touch after seven. And you walk into the tavern, and it's a, you know, it, it, it's it's doing some business. It's not super crowded. And off in the corner, this big corner booth has large table at it. And you see Captain Rack over there. He's sort of dressed in civilian clothes. You can see he's sort of got a bandage. He'd been hit with a crossbow bolt in the shoulder. You can see underneath that it's got this big bandage sort of making his shoulder look a little bigger. And you see that he's sitting with two other people. One is a swarthy man dressed in crimson robes with silver trim. And the fringe of salt and pepper hair rings his otherwise bald and sweaty pate. And the second person is a willowy young maiden dressed in a patched dress. Her heart-shaped face framed by mousy brown hair. Her eyes sullen and sad. And they sit off in a corner booth rather large. Could easily see, you know, eight, nine people around this booth. It's got some chairs on the outside. Does he acknowledge us when we walk in? <clears throat> What's that, Aaron? Does he acknowledge us when we walk yeah, in? Yeah, he gives a head nod to you guys when you walk in. Okay. He sort of motions you guys on over. How crowded is the tavern? Middle. There's other people here, but it's not jam-packed. It's not super loud. It's probably only at half capacity at the moment. Okay. All right. We'll make our way over. Yeah. Bomb okay. and his caveman and Mephrodis walk over. As you guys walk over... The, the the Captain Rack, he introduces uh, the two people he's sitting with. He introduces one as Ephardias. Ephardias. Who he calls a scholar in the city. And the other he calls Layla Sill, who uh, he says is just a serving wench that happens to have uh, an interest in the matters at hand. And he motions for you guys to sit down. He makes a motion over at the... the Barkeep to to bring drinks over. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice. Sorry about that. <clears throat> nope, that's cool. The best Blame part Michael is, Curtis. Anyone that listens will have no clue. <laughs> yeah, that's we can't can't see the map. We don't say what we rolled. I mean, all this stuff is just like there in the dark. <laughs> Okay, uh, so he, he introduces them. Yep, he introduces them, offers his seats to you guys, motions to the barkeep to come over and bring around the drinks for you guys. They've got like appetizers and stuff out, <clears throat> bread, you know, thing, uh, fried potatoes and stuff out on the table, uh, and offers you guys a spot at the table. There's yep. room for all of you. All right, uh, we all sit down, and Torg immediately starts digging into everything and just stuff in his face. So he, as you guys sit down... He starts to explain. He thanks you guys again for your help with the the scuffle in the streets earlier in the afternoon. Uh, he says your guys' help is greatly appreciated, and he says uh, that that massacre in the streets was the work of a miracle, the wizard that dwells in the northern quarter, in a tower known as the Shifting Tower. He says that was the second attack in as many days within the city streets with these winged ape minions who slayed the innocents. And he says this time that something must be done regardless of the power of the wizard. And he says he brought these two other individuals because <clears throat> one is uh, a scholar who seems to have some insights into some of the wards and doings of a miracle within the tower that may help because they I believe this may need to be an assault on the tower itself to shake uh, a miracle from the tower. And the other is Layla, he introduces, is a... Uh, 
the brother of an apprentice of Americal, mm-hmm. and that her brother was slain by Americal on a mere whim, and that she seeks revenge for her brother's murder and possesses information that would assist uh, whoever wants to help her get this revenge on Americal. And that between the three of them, they have a plan to help to, to get Americal chased out of his tower or eradicated from his tower. Well, this is the big risk to take. What is in it, what's in it for us? Captain Rack offers up some of his own collection of gold from uh, things he's acquired over the years to uh, monetarily reward you. Ephardius mentioned, you know, there's bound to be some treasures within the tower itself. He would obviously like a chance to examine some of them, but would be willing to compromise and part with some in order to help also compensate you guys. Um, and Layla just sort of shrugs her shoulders and can, uh, you know, only says she doesn't have much in the money, but she can only she shrugs her shoulders and says, "I can might find some way to reward the heroes." <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> Uh, well, we could have used more handmaidens. Kong is, um, he's perplexed. He was like, Captain Rack, I was under the impression that you spoke for the Overlord when you summoned us here, that we were going to be acting at the behest of the Overlord. These appear to be private citizens, and you're offering money from your own treasures. Why does the Overlord not act against a miracle? Well, there's a political game that some of this can't look like an action done completely by the Overlord himself. Okay, so we are... I will make sure the City Watch does not bother you as you try to reach and breach the temple. As far as the civilians here, Fardius here knows a little bit about how the Shifting Tower works, and also knows a little bit about some of the external wards uh, about the tower, so his information would be uh, useful. And Layla knows, also knows a couple ways uh, into the tower, due to the knowledge her brother had passed along to her before his untimely death. And she's also was given a phrase by her brother that he claimed would protect her. <clears throat> We're not sure exactly what that means, but we thought that might be useful information as well to pass along. What and that's why I have brought both of them for our discussion this, this evening. And what was the phrase? Dearest the phrase Lord. was, are you going to assist us with this matter? Possibly, but I want to I want to check all the options first and make sure that. Well, I can reveal the phrase once once we're sure you you're willing to assist. All right, what's the sum total that we're coming to? <laughs> Let's just talk cash. We're pretty we're mercenary. We don't. I thought you might be. We offer the sum of one thousand gold and some jewels and stones that I've been able to accumulate. What's the split on the treasure that we find? Sixty forty, sixty year guys. Mm. Now, I warn you, we also have reason to believe that Americool may be holding uh, Isdradel, the uh, the crafting wizard from the market, either hostage or has done something with him. The fiend! He has him? He's captured him? We think so. Why would he do that? Well, these attacks started just a couple days ago, and about that time, Isdradel disappeared from his shop. Is there... And we think Americool might have been behind some of this. Has, has there been a problem between the two? We, not that we really knew of, but Israel, despite his quirkiness and uncanniness, was sort of an asset to the uh, the, the market uh, sure. for being able to provide some you know minor magical goods for the people. And we think 
a miracle either felt threatened by that or felt that the common people should not have access to any chance of access to magics or the arcane and uh, possibly either killed him or kidnapped him. So well, that's that makes sense that he would have an issue with the sort of a wizard who might who may be. <clears throat> what can you tell us about the resistance that we could expect to, to meet when we go in there? Well, this Ephardius starts to speak, and he says that a miracle had a profound supernatural connection with the Lords of Chaos, uh, and that from his research, a miracle has sacrificed much to acquire this power, and that as a consequence of acquiring this power, that a miracle must, on the night of a new moon, slumber within a glass sarcophagus. All right, new moon must slumber within a glass sarcophagus. Uh, and while he's in that glass sarcophagus, he must breathe vapors of the death head lotus to replenish his power. So during this phase in the evenings, Americal is virtually helpless because he's right. under the influence of the the death head lotus. So he just he just slumbers at night. He, he, slum- he, he must sleep within a glass sarcophagus in order to replenish his power from the chaos. Okay. But he's not uh, asleep the whole time. Correct. He's not asleep the whole time, so it, during in the mornings he'll wake up, but in the evening at night he'll be virtually helpless because of the death head lotus sort of weakens him. So he says that's one of the reasons that this is a, a reasonable time to go attack him. He says that the tower itself draws its power from an artifact of chaos known as the Glass Darkly, uh, and then if you're unable to locate Americal's resting place in the tower then finding the artifact and destroying it would destroy the wizard and spell his demise. So, Death's Head Lotus. Okay. And um, the Glass Darkly is the key to the Glass Darkly is the key to the tower's power. According to the calendar that I wrote, tomorrow's the in game time is the new moon. Tomorrow's a new moon, then it, the new moon's probably actually the night he'll be in the deepest slumber. Okay, alright. So that's right on... Right on schedule. Yeah, we if we were to do this, would gold is gold and treasures are fine, but favors are a great thing to have. Could we count on the city guard to return this favor of aid to us if we needed it? Captain Rack thinks for a moment, and he says, "If you guys can pull this off without the city watch or the overlord coming as the the power that put this into motion, then yes." If we can pull this off without, without it, it, tipping off from the, the Overlord was behind it. Correct. From the political standpoint, the Overlord does not want it to be known that he was behind this this particular move. What sort so of if you guys can pull it off without that occurring, then that would likely be worthy of a favor from the City Watch. What can you give us uh, as surety for this favor? My word? Bong kind of smiles. What would you like? What would you like as surety for this I think we can take you at your word. I want a position. A position? <clears throat> right. I want to be Is this Bong? Yes. Okay. Bong wants an official position within the and in name only. He wants a he wants to draw a salary from the from the overlord. And have men at his command. Right. He has to have a badge that just says Bong and a star. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of those, but we gave it away. <laughs> uh, we uh, have another one. That was we have the sheriff's badge. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought we gave it to the, the kid. Old West. I thought you gave yeah, it to the that, kid that was like No, that was the No, that was the garrison commander's thing from way back at the Okay. The captain thinks and he says, You know, I've got a small team 
uh, in the smoke that could use a a person such as yourself, perhaps. If you're able to pull this off, we'll consider you qualified for the job, and we'll give you a trial. Now, if you don't perform, I can't guarantee you can keep that job. How many men would be under my command? Position. And what would be expected of Ball? You can. We can work this out later if you want to. But he'll tell you briefly that uh, it would be eight to twelve men, and essentially, there's the uh, the watch office that you guys visited a couple sessions ago. Something similar in capacity to that, someone to make sure the men more or less show up to work, earn their pay, and patrol the smoke to take care of the problems that happen there. <clears throat> and what so are we the, uh, the what district I, office? What? What's that, Adam? Was it like the small district office? Yeah, yeah. Is that one that you followed them like, mm-hmm. from and to? Mm, oh, that, sounds, that sounds appealing. Would I be free to appoint my own men? You'll have to start with ours first. If you earn our trust, then obviously we would value your appointments of men. All right, I got gotcha. you. Um, <clears throat> Medford says, what about these wards? What do we need to know? The scholar says that he believes while he is slumbering on the new moon that he'll be able to use some scrolls he has to temporarily disable the wards to permit your passage over the walls that guard the tower. So this is just for the exterior, this is not for the interior? Correct. What can we expect in the interior? And this is where Layla speaks up, and she says, all she knows is what her brother had told her before he passed away, uh, a miracle's hands. And she said that her brother used to say that the, the shifting tower is a maze, that its doors and stairs do not always go where they should, and many simple objects are, in fact, terrible traps. Uh, <laughs> he says she she says that he used to say that Americal's inner sanctum was located high up in the tower, though he never specified exactly where, just that it was high up. He used to talk about how Americal used both magical and mundane traps to protect his tower, as well as fearsome guardian beasts. And as far as her brother knew, there were only two ways into the tower, either through the black doors at the base of the tower or through an opening in the southern wall uh, that led to the area of Americal's flying lizard bird mount. And her brother once told her that the phrase Alma's Ter Ban Trabula would protect her if she ever need to seek him out at the tower. I'll throw that phrase in chat. He never specified other than just to know that phrase and to use it when she felt the need and it would protect her coming into the tower. Okay. So we think tomorrow is the best time to go. Yeah, the the <clears throat> Fardis, the the scholar says that the new moon is when the 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 bond with chaos would be the strongest and possibly keep Miracle the the weakest. Okay. Well we <coughs> need time to recover from other activities is do you have do you have the capabilities to restore Dion, us to our full capacity before we a, go? Find us a cleric immediately. Provide you the cleric? Uh yes. Temporary, not to go with us, just for his services as a healer. Oh, just as his services now? Mm-hmm. He says that can be arranged. The overlord maintains uh, a couple of clerics on staff to assist. And that he can arrange to have one of them meet you at a, a place of your choosing to take care of that before tomorrow night. 
Right, we're, um, we want the gold. But it says it needs to be a discreet location, uh, as again, it cannot be found out that the Overlord is involved in this. Is Bong's position contingent on completion, or does he start immediately? Contingent upon completion. Okay. How about he meets us in the smoke while Bong can check out uh, the watch station? Okay. The cleric can meet us there. Okay. Where, by the way, we want to have uh, half the gold now. Yeah, half the gold now. Get the cleric and what ward is Americal's tower in? Uh, northern ward of the city. Um, we've had some as a show of the city guards' goodwill. We've had some friends who have who run the Temple of Mani are having some trouble with vandals. Could we get maybe an extra watch or two on that area? We can do that. Just an extra patrol around the area. Just an extra patrol, just keeping an eye on the place. There's been been two break-ins of late. Break-ins? Well, the temple? that's what we're told. We're not real close to those folks. We can increase the watch over there. And I can only offer a quarter of the reward up front. I need to be sure this gets done appropriately. But I understand the need to replenish supplies and things like that ahead of time. So I can give you 250 gold up front uh, to help you guys get your situations settled prior to tomorrow evening. <laughs> I think... I think that's agreeable. Okay. Yeah. So he will hand over a change first, put it on the table. 250 gold is in it. He gives directions to Bong as to where the district, uh, the watch office is over in the smoke. And he will arrange to have a cleric meet you over there uh, tomorrow morning, you know, around 9 a.m. All right, that sounds good. So How about as they they're wrapping up before they get the chance to stand up, Jargon's going to finish his drink, pay for it, and walk out before they leave. He's going to okay. wait for him in a non Descript location outside and clear the area. Okay. And you're able to do that. You make it outside. Uh, no one even seems to notice that you were listening into the conversation or near the table and associated with uh, Methodist or Baptist or Bong or Torg or anybody. Cool. Cool. Nice. I guess we need to come up with some kind of plan. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the next thing. Yeah, so you guys pretty much know where the tower is. It's a relatively tall structure. You've probably seen it off in the distance. It is a changing tower. It seems to change appearance at a somewhat regular interval, and you pretty much have pretty much 24 hours to get ready for what you're going to do, gather any supplies, take care of any business you need to take care of before you head towards the tower. All right, here's a question. We've already got a force of – Bong has already got a force of men at his in, in his employ. Should he hire more? Bong's got a bad reputation in town for the people he hires. They don't seem to live very long. My thought is, if we're trying to do this discreetly, and the city guard happens to be the ones that are turning their heads to kind of grant us entry without asking questions, more people would probably raise further suspicions about the overlord and them being involved. Or at least that's my take on it. More people? Well, I, I think that just, I mean, this scholar's going to cast us go through the, over the gates, and then we're on our own. I mean, there's no... Yeah, we're on our own. We don't really know what's inside. I completely understand that, but if there's like an army of people walking through the streets heading toward one location, and they're not stopped or questioned by somebody, I mean, right, true. I'm not saying that there would be any whistleblowers out there, but just in case, you know what I mean? Well, we can, I mean, we can sort of gather. I would say that if we do the approach on it, like, we don't all travel as one big group. Yeah, yeah. I think we just sort of make our way and gather there. Right. Get in. Um, it sounds like a really dangerous place to me. It sounds real dangerous. This is going to be real dangerous. 
but I think there's potential for some pretty big reward. Symbol objects or traps. I had thought that we could get, I mean, my idea with taking Israel was that we could get his spellbook, and I thought that would be a lot of power that we could use, and that obviously didn't work out so well. Yeah, poor Israel. But I think that if we can get the city guard in our favor, we can move on the Thieves Guild a lot easier. Yeah, I think the way for us to best do that is we got to accomplish this. Well, that's the only way to do this. I mean, if we can't pull this off, then they're not going to help us. Bong wants his job, so he's, and if, he's if all Bong's, if Bong's got, if he's in charge of a precinct, then we can operate in that precinct. Right, the smoke is ours. Smoke well, will be ours. Yes. It's also a source of income that we didn't yes. previously yeah, have more to. more ways than one. Yeah, we'll have... <laughs> um, I just, I mean, we've got to be, it's going to be tough. This is going okay. to be hard. Well, how about this? If you guys wanted to get more folk, like if we wanted to just have more guys go in with us, how about have someone other than Bong go and try to recruit? Yeah. Because if, well, if you've got about, a reputation... I mean, has, he's joined, and he's done pretty well. I mean, he's... Yeah, he came out of the smoke himself. I mean... He may be the guy to do the recruiting, because he, he can say, no, I've, I've worked with those guys, and, you know, it's worked that's out kind great of what for I'm me. Thinking, too. I mean, it'd be one thing to have another person from the party go and do that, but having somebody who's actually been recruited, lived for as long as he has and done well might be something different. might actually grant us a few more people. Because, I mean, let's face it, a halfling's not very impressive to look at when he's trying to recruit people. Well, he's got a big coin purse, though. If all these zero levels is just cannon fodder as we go through there. Well, it'd be nice if we could get somebody with some experience, which is hard to do, I know. But got we've used that thief before. Roscoe. No, what's that guy's name? Snish. The guy that helped us um, with those traps before we brought Yeah, Miss I remember Ros- was it Roscoe, was that his name you said? No, Snish. Snish. Roscoe's the poison guy. Snish. Yeah, so we could try to get him to work for us again. Another thief would be really helpful. Did he seem trustworthy? Yeah, he helped us with those traps. I mean, yeah, on the book? Is that what it was? Yeah, yep, he was the dude that helped on the book, I believe. And another thief would be really helpful, I think, in a place that's loaded with traps. Well, that sounds like a yeah. job for Baptist at Ezrin's. Yeah. How much are we going to pay him? Whatever he asks. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to pay him pretty handsomely. We're well, getting a thousand <laughs> split uh, 47 ways, plus jewels, plus a 60% take of the loot. But loot's ours. I mean, I, I think we should keep the loot. Don't don't even mention the negotiator. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, a, a good pile of gold would be, a good bag of gold would be easily done. Plus, for that matter, if you're if you're hiring them, you just make the price fair. No questions asked. doesn't matter what we have coming. You know, we've we've done this a bunch of times. I mean, we, we pay people. <clears throat> and if we don't like them, we kill them. What they earn, <laughs> what they're worth. They've done that before, too. <laughs> Um, uh, if you guys, Bong if doesn't you, do that. Just for the record, <laughs> if you guys need access to money, I've got like over two thousand gold on. Yeah, there. we've got plenty awesome. of gold. So yeah, Baptist will go uh, look for Snish, try to talk to him. At the Lucky Coin is where I've got written down that he hung, hangs out. At the Lucky Coin. Yeah. See if he's interested in a nighttime raid. Okay, so you want to go approach him? Yeah. Suddenly find out if he's a guild thief. I'm guessing he is. Well, most likely, but it's good to know. It might be good to have a man on the inside, too. Yeah, the more we have, the better, I think. 
I have you a track- we're gonna have some serious trouble with the Thieves Guild in the coming weeks. No, can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like serious trouble with everybody. That's just what we do. We have we great ambitions. Be- you have to like <laughs> cause friction. Soon we won't be in trouble with the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Soon the smoke will be on fire. <laughs> So, on your, day, your first day of work, you show up okay. and catch it on fire. So you track Snish down. He's at Ezrin's. And he sees Baptist. He nods an acknowledgement, almost a welcoming acknowledgement. So slide him a little bit of that space opium as he sits down. Yeah, he looks at that, studies it a little bit, and just sort of smiles. Because... What can I do for you today? It's good to see you again, old friend. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. We've been out and about, which I'm sure you've been doing the same. Of course. We've got a a potentially pretty profitable um, job coming up and thought maybe you'd be interested in getting in on it. Perhaps. You guys treated me pretty well last time. What's the offer? This will be a little more involved. A little more involved. um, uh, You know, but it's a... It's a kind of just a breaking and entering type thing. <laughs> Simple B and E, no problem. I love that this is considered casual conversation. <laughs> what, what's your mark? Uh, well, I'd like to keep that a little close until we know you're you're interested. I've got. Um, and he, he's like, it's well, sensitive. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Uh, what are you offering? And uh, he leans in a little bit and goes, "Is this?" Under the guild's eye or not? Uh, no, this is nothing the guild would be interested in at all. I mean, this is this is small time. So they won't get their cut? Then they'll be interested in They won't get sure, their cut? Sure, they have their cut. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't, I'm not really affiliated. I wouldn't even know how to, to give them their cut. But I'm not against, I'm not against, you know, playing by the rules. It's just not something that I've been invited into. Is that something you're, I you mean, move in those circles? You know, you report some of your work to the guild, and some of it, eh, maybe not. I was just trying to figure out whether this is something getting reported to the guild, so I factored into my equation, or yeah, this would be off the books. Not. This would be considered off the books. Off the books, okay. So, what are you offering? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you if I'm interested. You got more books? Uh, no, this is going to be more. This is going to be more active work. Let's, you know, fair enough. This is all night. Oh, um, okay. You know, I've got. I'm trying to think of a place that would take all night to... Are you going into the Overlord's place or something? No, no. Really, that's silly. <laughs> Worse. Yeah, this is just going to be a, it's a... This is more a move to get some treasure. And it needs to be... We need to t- take our time and, and find what's there. Okay. So yeah. what are you offering? You offer me a cut of the treasure? Excuse me, cut of the treasure? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know... Uh, my information is there's a lot of stuff to be had, so, you know, 10%. 10%. Any upfront fee? Yeah. Okay. I got a... We got, you know, we've got a, let's say, 20 gold. <laughs> he thinks about it. He looks at the space opium. He thinks about it. Because you've got my interest. But uh, I'm a little more curious about what this job is actually going to entail with me. we got... Got a B and E all night. You know, we've got we've got a good we've got a good group of um, of people that are that are in on this that are going to help 
with any trouble that might come along. We really just need, uh, I just need some help with, you know, looking for traps, finding finding the treasure. Traps and finding the treasure. Well, you, you got my interest. I know you're good at. Okay. I am good well, at the traps. It take to, what will it take you to, to get you on board? Well, 10% sounds good. How about you front me 100 gold on this one? Since uh, it's an all-night job, you know, it takes a lot. How about you front me 100 gold, 10% of the treasure, and you got yourself a deal. But I need filled in before we show up at this place. I got to know sure. what to prepare for. But I'm in for 100 gold, 10% of the treasure. You want 100 gold up front? Yeah, I'll take 50. Yeah, 100 yeah. gold up front. What about 50 up front and 50 at the end of the night? Don't haggle with him, Baptist. I don't know. I think I need the gold up front, man. My time is valuable stuff. And you're okay. asking for it all night. That's short notice. Okay. Yeah, okay. You need to be ready to to use all your faculties. and Don't uh, smoke this opium until afterwards. <laughs> make it through. He's going to show up. And <laughs> <laughs> Paid all this money. And he's In hand. He's, like, <laughs> he's not worth anything. <laughs> he's passed out on the gate, and that's where we have to leave him when we go in. <laughs> some, people, some people, the opium focuses them. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> It could be like the Neil Young of thieves. <laughs> is, is there a place? Is there a place in that North Ward that would be sort of a rallying point? I mean, have we? There's probably a trying to think what would be up that direction. I mean, something something close to the tower. There is a uh, fountain up in the northern district, just at a park, that's probably two blocks from the tower. It's sort of a, at the corner of a, a city park, northern part of the district, sort of uh, a, a little nicer. So they've got a park with a fountain that would be a pretty obvious landmark to rally up at. And it's, like I said, about two blocks from the, the tower. Okay. And he's wanting to know what he's wanting to know where we're going. He yeah, he'd like more. to know a little bit more information so he knows how to pack his kit. Yeah, be straight up with him. Yeah, we're gonna don't get name names, but be straight up. We're gonna move on the emphasize the shifting tower. We've been given some information that the shifting uh, tower are you guys nuts yeah we, we've been given some pretty reliable information that he's going to be uh on the new you know moon. who lives there right yeah just hear me out here listen on the new moon he is uh he has to sleep to regain his power and he's pretty much uh incapacitated for the whole night who told you move, that we're gonna i can't tell you that i can't tell you that information you know that but it's reliable okay. It's reliable, and that the score to be had is great. So you're telling me the guy that lives in that tower sleeps on the new moon, and we're safe to go in. We're safe to go in. We've got the wizards and the and the foot soldiers to handle anything we come across. You and I are just going to be, you know, finding the way. Ten percent of the cut. Ten percent of the treasure. Hundred gold up front. Okay, I, this. We'll see. If, if we pull this off, we'll be legendary. That's the point, right? As long as we're rich and legendary, I guess so. The power we're going to, the things we're going to find in here will make getting rich real easy. So we'll just, uh, we'll meet at the fountain, the north, uh, <clears throat> in the north ward. I know the one. It's sundown, and I don't, probably don't need to mention that this needs to be kept quiet. Oh, I got you. And we don't want the guild getting wind of this. I want to keep my full 10%. I knew you were. I knew you were my man. He nods, 
And he seems ready. He says he'll meet you tomorrow night at sunset at the fountain. I buy a round and we drink it. And he has a good old time, enjoys it. Uh, he's eyeing that space opium pretty heavily. Let him smoke it now. <laughs> yeah, he's got tonight. I mean, go home. He can sleep all day and be ready by tomorrow night. Yeah. He's probably going to want to. Anyway. He has to make a fort save if he smokes it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does this stuff do, Jeffrey? <laughs> That's like crack Baptist cocaine. has had to make a save, too. <laughs> it's the crack cocaine that the CIA introduced to the, into the ghettos in the 80s. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Some good stuff. He seems to roll with it. It seems like he's shaped his, smoked his fair share of opium before. He seems to be okay. All right. Now, Bong, you got to get some people to fight. All right. All right. Is Aram, Aram hired our last guys, right? He got a bunch of level zeros from the smoke. He did. He did. Well, Aram is going to go to the smoke where a lot of -of out-of-work mercenaries are with uh, the survivors the, okay. three, the three of the four that he hired. <laughs> Who did he hire? Yeah, those are some pretty good odds. Yeah. He hired a whole list. They're on the group somewhere. I don't um, have their stats. I have to look them up. Oh, it's Jadwin, uh, Estrobia, and... Uh, Was Prospero one of them? Yeah, that one. No. Maybe I lost two of those guys. Did we hire three or two? I know we lost one. You lost the one going into the... I know you lost one going into that uh, that side trek when the, he triggered the trap and all the stone block fell on him. Maybe it was just three, because I've only got Estrobia and Jadowin written down. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think there's three and then the, the two that survived are those two. Okay, so those two guys will go with him, and they're going to look for you know capable mercenaries in the area. Okay. Is this the same... The same list as uh, Prospero? No, it's a different list. Okay. It'd be further down. I'm scrolling for it. So you go, how many are you looking to hire? Uh, it's Bong. He'll hire as many as he can. As uh, many as will, hi- will join. Who hired the last set? Because you hired a big set last time to help man the temple. Uh, Bong found seven, so... So... Last time. No, it was more than that, was it? It was seven. I think no, you got seven, seven last time. Uh... To help guard the temple. So Bong hired them and then put them underneath Aram. So do you want to bring one of those guys to vouch for, hey, this has been cakewalk. I walk around this temple, make sure no one breaks in, and I'm making a silver a day. They might yeah. be good. In addition to proving survivor of some of the riskier stuff, having uh, some of those temple guards, I mean, that's a pretty cushy job for the yeah. most part. Of course, yeah. now you've pissed off the Thieves Guild, so I'm you know, taking, it might not be so cushy in the future. But I'm taking off the barbarian refugee who has, has the highest personality. I figured he'd be the most persuasive. Okay. So you go out, you end up wandering into a tavern. It's got a lot of uh, muscle in it, a lot of rough-looking folks, pretty much drinking their money away. You go in, you strike up some conversations, uh, and over the course of you know a couple of hours talking, you, you know, getting toward to uh, talk and whatnot, you're able to find five other candidates that seem willing to sign on to either you know guard the temple, become additional zero levels, or, or whatever you want. So we're looking at zero levels. Yes. All right. We find five. Yep, five more. All right. We ask around about, you know, anybody else who's got, you know, more experience. We hire them on the spot. Okay. So if you're looking for cell swords, someone's proved themselves a little bit. 
they motion up to this shoulder-length haired, long beard guy up at the bar uh, named Colgram. They say, he might be your man. He hires on for some of the caravans to travel over to uh, uh, over east of the mountains. He might be looking for some work. We go speak to him. Okay. He's sitting up there. He's got... He's got decent-looking leather armor on. He's got a short sword and a dagger. He's got a sort of leather pack next to him, small backpack. And he says, can I help you with something? Yeah, we got knife work that needs doing. We hear that you might be our man. I might be able to help you out. What do you got in mind? We need somebody who's good with a knife. We hear I'm good own. with a knife. All right. Oh. Hired. <laughs> <laughs> what are your he terms? He twirls an empty beer mug across his fingertips that are like uh, Doc Holliday and uh We got a raid. Thing. We got a raid tomorrow night. We need somebody that's good in melee. Somebody that's good in a fight. Can hold his ground. I hold my own. You got to back up some thieves and a wizard. Can you do that? Where exactly are we going? Somewhere you've probably heard of before. It's dangerous work. Just tell me if you're in or you're out. How much you paying? Uh, one night's work, 25 gold. You said it was dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. What do you want? No, more than that. It's dangerous. Uh, Unless you tell me exactly where we're going. Name your price. One night's work and I'm done? Well, there's opportunity for more, but there'll be more pay. For one night, what do you want One for your pay? 50 gold. Sold. Okay. Who did we just hire, Jeffrey? <laughs> Second level warrior. All right. Named Colgrim. C O L G R I M. Okay. If you want to do his stats, you're welcome to. If not, I'll roll them up randomly on Purple Sorcerer. You can roll them randomly on Purple Sorcerer. Okay, I'll do that. All right. Feels like the Dirty Dozen or something. Yeah, you're getting up there. All right, well, I tell him to meet us at the fountain. Okay. Um, what time do we tell Snitch? Sunset. 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 Okay. So we tell him that, too, to come equipped. Um, I ask him if he wants equipment. He needs better equipment. I'm fine. I got what I need. You don't want chain? Chain armor? Oh, you're offering chain? Yeah, we'll set you up. I'll take it, then. All right. Uh, we immediately you know, set to finding the right-sized armor for him. Are you good okay. with a longsword? I can use a longsword if you got one that's worthy of wielding. Uh, we'll do our best. So we'll, we'll gather that stuff tomorrow uh, before we meet and hopefully get him set up. Okay. So he appreciates the army, appreciates the sword. He'll be there tomorrow night. I'll go ahead and give him 25 GP now so he'll show up to give him the okay. rest, rest tomorrow when he shows up. Sounds good. He takes it, acknowledges it, orders a couple more rounds before he leaves the bar. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we got some. We got a thief. We got a cell sword. Do we need anything else? We just need to be uh, restored to our full capacity. Yeah, we got to meet that cleric at the... Yeah, uh, he'll take care of that in the morning. Baptist wants to go by Roscas and see what kind of poisons he's got. Okay. In the morning as well. Okay. And did we ever get that graph, that uh, crossbow? This true is working on that, right? it over. Which crossbow? It's fitted for a grappling hook. You're going to get the crossbow oh, yeah. converted. Oh, uh, yeah. There's fighting. time to pick that up, yes. Okay. How much did uh, that cost me? I don't remember what we... I can't remember what I said it cost. Uh, it wasn't super expensive. It was like 10 gold, I want to say, to get it modified for a grappling hook. I think yeah. it was 10. I like it. Okay. So, you got your evening activities sorted? Yeah, I think we got everything planned. We'll just need to 
get healed in the morning, meet at the fountain at, at uh, sunset, and be ready to storm the the shifting tower tomorrow night. Yeah, as ready as we're gonna be. Okay, so Roscoe's poison. You want to check in with him? Yeah. Are we able to? Is the the guy's gonna be there, right? The what was his name? The scholar. We're gonna meet. Oh. Him. He's gonna be there too, because right. He's he's gotta cast his spells yeah, or whatever. Yeah, his name was Afargus. Yeah. Okay, because yes. I've got some more questions for him before. Yes. Okay. We, yeah. we still have the ten foot pole in the group, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got ten foot pole. Okay. I'm just looking for gear that I might need to pick up while you guys are running around getting healed up and stuff tomorrow yeah, morning. I'm thinking about I've got so much stuff on my character sheet that it's not legitimate for me to actually carry it around anymore. Just like put up a post, maybe a pool of what we got in of resources in the temple that way we can grab what we need. Potion wise, yeah. scroll wise, weapon wise. Yeah, you got that cool. bag of holding too. Oh yeah, that's true. Let's carry everything. Let's put we have like everything we about course, thirty has... level zeros in that bag of holding. <laughs> No, I took the head out. The head is in a jar of alcohol in the butcher's room. Marinating some peppers. <laughs> <laughs> the other head's at the guild house now, right? I'm going to eat that other head. It should have already made house. it up to the, uh, to the front door. Yeah, did that kid come back? Yes, he did come back. Did anybody see him? He said no. He just winged it up to the porch and the front step and ran. All right. He said he wasn't sticking around. He only paid a silver, you cheap bastard. Baptist is going to take him <laughs> over to the the Malatok shrine and smoke some opium with him. <laughs> <laughs> just, just regular opium, though. Not, Not the, the good space stuff. stuff. <laughs> Not the good stuff. The drunken. Probably buy him a prostitute or something. <laughs> Not Layla. No, no. <laughs> No, that's that's only for heroes. <laughs> Just a regular prostitute. I need this kid. I need this kid to be available. I need him. I got big plans for some street toughs. Yeah, he, he needs a name and some stats. Right now, he's smoking opium in an alleyway. He don't remember his name. With a cannibal. <laughs> Unbeknownst to him. Unbeknownst to him. So yeah, so he heads over there with you. His name is Bendel, it turns out. Nice. That's a good name. I was going to change it if I didn't like it. <laughs> Here's five silver. Your new name is... And he seems to be having the time of his life. Is he an orphan? He's in a grand old time. Uh, yes. He's been... He was just a street kid making money panhandling on the street. Nice. All right. So what's become of Blueberry? I haven't heard from him in a while. He just hangs around. He is no use. <laughs> <laughs> still there. He just... He's still there. He just doesn't do anything anymore. He just stays in the room, in his cage. And he's always on the shoulder. Oh, he's okay. He's with you. Okay, perfect. All right. What's Roscoe got? He says, you again? <laughs> what do you mean? Your best customer, I'm guessing. You are my best customer, but man, I have a hard time keeping up with you. What are you How doing with all this stuff? Spines work out. It's best not to ask. <laughs> Do you really want to know? Uh, probably not. Okay. So, what can I help you with today? How does an enemy spines work out for you? Still working on them. Extracting the poisons from them is a little tricky, but I think they're going to work out just fine. Right. Well, you know, I'm a connoisseur. I just like to see what you have. 
Some people well, spend their money on baseball cards. I buy poison. <laughs> <laughs> See this in here? That's a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard time keeping up with you, but let's see. Uh, you might be interested in uh, this tarantula poison. And even you know, even those that sort of resist it, it still does. You know, still hurts them a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a couple doses of that for you, uh, if you're interested in that. Um, yeah, what do you want for that? Oh, probably 20 gold a dose. I got it four. You got four doses? Yeah, four. I'll take all four of them. Okay. Let's see. What else? He rifles through some vials, and he says, I- I've got some of this jellyfish poison. You, you sort of provided me some of the source of it. You know, it'll... Uh, and either do a little bit of damage or possibly, you know, slow someone down, make them a little less fleet on their feet, if you're interested in that. Uh, I've only got two doses of it made up so far. Uh, 20 gold a piece for that as well. Yeah, I'll take both of those. And he says, I'm still working on these anemone poisons. I think it'll turn into something pretty good, but I, I don't have it quite finished up yet. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to meld it with some other materials. And that's pretty much all I've got at the moment. All right. What would it take to get you, you know... Working at a, a higher level. I mean, you know, I, I want to be a patron of local business. Well, I need some help is what I need. Time. Like hire on some more employees or something? Yeah, I need money to hire some people on and, you know, take care of some of this trivial, mundane stuff so I can focus on, you know, making the good stuff. What would that cost you? Oh, I mean, that helps cheap. You know, probably five silver a week would probably... Probably get me a couple employee, get me an employee or two in here. Okay. Well, let, let me think about it, and uh, I'll be back. I'm sure you will. In the, <laughs> probably, probably tomorrow. I'll probably go, go through this pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pleased with your work. I think you do a good job, and, and uh, I'd like to help you out. So I might be back to see if we can get into a little more formal business arrangement. I'm I'm all ears. I'm I'm interested. Excellent, excellent. We'll see you, buddy. Okay, it was good working with you. Yeah, I agree. Pat him on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Start developing a secret handshake. He's probably got a little blood stain on his shoulder now. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So and then there's the the matter of uh, healing. Yeah. You guys meet up. There is a Captain Rack doesn't show up, but there's a uh, an assistant, and then you know a, a clerical type figure, robes, and then you know the vestments, and they say their prayers and do their rituals, and essentially you know over the course of the next hour get everybody all healed up. Awesome. Uh, any temporary ability damage healed up, permanent's not healed, but temporary Ooh. ability damage healed up. Um, I keep forgetting that I have a negative one of my, uh, or had a minus one of my stamina as a result of the Cthulhu brand. Yes. Healed. Or was that permanent? What, the brand? Or the stamina? Stamina was permanent, wasn't it? I don't remember. It's been a while. I think it was a permanent stamina on the brand. I think it was. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, Yeah, it does. It's the profile. (laughs) It's great that everybody hates Cthulhu now. <laughs> yeah. You just have and to get see a, that. What was Dustin thinking? You have to see that brand all the time. I got to see it. Yeah, I know. I no longer have my shirt unbuttoned. I have to button it up to cover it up a little bit. Is the guy? Uh, all that sexy chest hair has to be covered up. 
on a little dude. <laughs> Fardius, is he there too? He's not at the healing portion. He's uh, probably preparing for the evening and we'll okay. meet you at the fountain. All right, this is David's joke. So I, I just found this in the uh, little reference sheets. Didn't realize we hadn't been doing it. I don't know if it counts, but when I do the uh, single hand attack and then stealth out, mm-hmm. is that considered or make me considered invisible? Considered invisible? Mm-hmm. I don't consider it invisible. I consider it more concealed. Okay. Never mind that. I don't consider it invisible, though. All right, no problem. So we're ready. We are, all except for our cleric, ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this might not be wise, but anyway. He's coming. We, we, catch we can clear this tower in 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sans can catch up uh, easily enough. Um, so, the day passes. You guys spend it as you will. Probably sleeping. And the sun starts to sink in the sky. You guys begin to head over to the northern ward, and you start to meet up around the fountain. The streets are starting to thin out a little bit. Uh, the fountain, the waters are bubbling, cascading down from this pedestal-like fountain. And you can see the shifting tower in the distance just two blocks away. It stands 200 feet tall, so it's pretty easy to see from the fountain. You can probably see it from and anywhere. at the moment, it looks like this glistening limestone structure looks to be covered with relief carvings of hideous monsters on it. This all over the whole tower as people begin to gather around the fountains. Uh, and your your cell sword, Colgrim's one of the first ones up, and he sort of saunters up. We uh, give him his long sword and chainmail. Yep, with a longsword chainmail. Uh, he looks pretty comfortable in them. Uh, it seems like they fit him just fine. He seems quite comfortable in them. He seems ready to go. A little bit, a couple minutes later, Snish just sort of appears out of a back alley. Uh, and just, you know, suddenly he's just like at the statue or at the fountain. His eyes are a little bloodshot red. Not too <laughs> abnormal for him, it doesn't look like. But, uh, uh, you know, it looks like no, he might... more so than Baptist. <laughs> yeah, a little more so than Baptist. But he seems relatively with it. Baptist doesn't think he seems too off or anything like that. Not too far from the normal snish. Um, he just sort of leans up against the fountain. And finally, uh, Afardius shows up. And pretty much you've got the whole group assembled at this fountain. I want to ask Afardius, how do we destroy the glass darkly? Uh, smash it? I knew it. Smash it. We forgot to ask a question. How do we kill a miracle? Stab him? <laughs> I'm not. How many times? How many well, he, he said he's in like him? A, a glass... Glass sarcophagus. He's supposed Sarcophag. to be in a glass sarcophagus with the uh, uh, death head lotus to replenish his power. Does the thieves kit contain something like a glass cutter? Yeah, it probably does. Just curious. Might come in handy. Oh, we'll get to the glass, don't worry. Yeah, I think a primitive barbarians club will do the trick. <clears throat> I hear you. I do. We've got but I know the game we're playing. All kinds <laughs> of stuff ready for this. You're right. We are playing DCC. This, this is DCC. I'm just going to... I have faith in our barbarians. He has, no, he has no information on the glass darkly. He doesn't know anything except we break it and it shuts down the power. He is, thinks you break it. He just knows what powers yeah. it. He's never seen it. He's not real sure. Is the Layla here by chance? 
she is not. Okay, so I was going to ask her if she had heard her brother mention about the whereabouts of the glass darkly. Sure you were. <laughs> sure you were. <laughs> I'm going to flash her the may not make it out alive. <laughs> Might be our last night together. <laughs> <laughs> but in Oldest order for trick in the book. It's like, in order for him to do this, to stand up on his tiptoes and reach as far up as he can in order to grope. <laughs> he stands on the fountain in order to do it. You know. Alright, All right. well, I mean... We're here. We're ready to go. Yeah. Probably a good stopping point. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> so as you guys are standing around the fountain talking, you see the tower transform in from this glistening limestone with lots of carvings into it into a smooth purple-white marble with a crenellated platform at its apex. Is there a pattern to it changing? You haven't seen one yet. How often does it change? It changed within about 10 minutes of you guys arriving at the fountain. I mean, how how often? When did it, between changes, how? About 10 minutes. Every, about every 10 minutes it changes? Well, you've been here 10 minutes. So, so you can continue to watch to see how many more times it changes. Yeah, you guys have never really tried to monitor. You know it changes, you've heard it changes, but you haven't actually come and yes. like, clocked its changes, the how often it changes. know that information? He says it changes roughly every quarter hour or so. Okay. And it's pretty regular? Fairly regular, yes. Okay. Or every 15 minutes. Great. Okay. So Fardia says he will remain here at the fountain. He has a couple scrolls with him. He says he needs to read these with concentration. And when he's done reading them, the wards from the outer wall should be removed, allowing you guys onto the grounds. Now, he says if there's any actual guardians... Within the grounds, these scrolls won't na- actually necessarily disable those. It'll just disable the magical wards that normally protect the walls. Are we going over the wall or through a gate? Or He's like, you guys are the experts. <laughs> I could have swore he said he was going to open the gate for us. I mean, what, what, is, what is the wall? Look the like? deal's off. <laughs> <laughs> we get everybody here. So, how tall are the walls? I mean, are the walls... The there is a twenty foot high wall that surrounds the entire property. When you guys, if you guys head on over, you see that there's glyphs that cover the exterior wall. You suspect these are what would normally be a problem if Fardius has and doesn't take care of his part of the deal. How long will it take him to read the scrolls? He says, give him about fifteen minutes or so. Yeah, we block all the alleyways and entrances into the to the and monitor the, the tower. The is. is there? What's the gate look like? There are uh, black iron gates, and there's a gravel-strewn path that winds its way beyond it. Looks like the path leads up to a door. You can see beyond the wall, between the wall and the tower, there's a lot of scraggly trees, uh, undergrowth. Through the gate, you can see bushes and flowers. All of it looks like it's been untended. No one's taken care of it for likely years. It's full of a thicket of underbrush overgrowth. Uh, Probably our first guardian is in that undergrowth. It's, monsters. it's pretty thick. Okay, how uh, far is it from the wall? A lot of weeds and stuff. How far is it from the wall to the tower itself? It is... Here comes a map. Yeah, actually, let's do that. We'll do the map. I've been waiting on the map all night. 
Perfect. That explains a lot. Does that help? <laughs> so, it doesn't tell me how far it is from the wall. To the that sliver. <laughs> there is a gate, and that is all that you know. <laughs> There's a tower. I think that's the tower. You really can't see past that wall. So, I mean, you're guessing... 25, 30 feet from the the 20 foot tall wall to the uh, tower itself. And it only appears that it's the, down the pathway is the only passable way. You feel like you could, there's little like trails of probably some animals have worn in little thin narrow footpaths in other parts most likely. Okay. Uh, so the path is not necessarily the only way, it is the most cleared way, but that's not to say the other parts are non-cleared. They're just not as wide a path or anything. I said we make a... As soon as he gets the, the wards down, we go down that path as quick as we can straight to the door and try to get in. How are we going to open the gate? That's snitching your job. And pick it and just go through it. Hopefully it's open. Is the gate... Is it possible for Jargon to slip through the gate? We can throw him over the wall. Oh, God. <laughs> no one tosses the halfling. <laughs> Just don't tell the elf. <laughs> uh, the, the gate and wall are like 20 feet tall. But the, right, So can they equip me to the crossbow that currently has a grappling hook and fire me over the wall? <laughs> the gate is, but the gate is solid. I mean, we can see through it. Can he slip through the bars? Um, it, the bars are too close together for the halfling to slip through. In the towers, changing manifestations are there like windows at fixed points, or does it change? There are from the outside. Nice question. So from the outside through the gate, you can see what looks to be a door to the tower <laughs> here, and then over on. See, I believe it is. Let's see here. I believe it is on this side. You see, sort of a balcony that's about sixty feet above the ground. Is and the there are also some there. window-looking things higher up on the tower structure. Is the balcony always in the same place? Balcony is always in the same place, and the door is always in the same place. Now, as you guys are watching this, all of a sudden the tower transforms from this purple-white marble with a crenellated platform to this pillar of roiling flame as it just, the tower, just flame roars up the tower. It's almost like the tower is made of flame itself. Still has a door at the base, still has a balcony on the 60 feet up on the one side, but the flame just... Is the tower... Perfectly in the middle of the wall area. Like, it's not closer to the wall in one section or one side vice the other. It's a little closer to the wall in the back, the opposite side of the path. Okay. And is there anywhere on top of the wall? Do we see anybody? You do not see anybody. See, that's how he gets you. Does the wall appear to have a pathway on top? Not necessarily a... There's a ledge. There's a there's a spot that someone could walk on on the wall on top, but it's not like say, purposely built gate, that way. From the gate, we should be able to see how thick the wall is, right? Yeah, and the wall is probably you know a foot thick or something like that. Okay. So like, if you wanted to walk on, it, you could, but it wouldn't necessarily be correct. Um, it's not built for it, but it would be possible to do so. Do we see any mechanism for opening the gate? Do you see that there is a lock on the gate? Inside or outside? 
Or is it like an actual like gate lock lock kind of thing? Uh, it is like a keyhole lock. It's probably accessible from both interior and exterior. Okay. I wouldn't even mess with it until those boards are done. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if it was a kind of gate that has to be raised, or if there's a door in the gate, how it... Oh, uh, the gate would open up like um, like a garden gate, except just much larger like and cranked it up or something. No, opens like swings on hinges. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. How yeah, to... no, it swings on hinges. Okay. Okay. Um, how long is a far disc going to give us? I mean, how much time is his scroll going to give us to get in? He says as long as no one bothers him at the fountain, he can maintain the wards being down for the entire evening. Okay. Are we going to have a problem getting out? Yes. <laughs> There's always if, problems. If we destroy the tower, if we destroy him... All the power is gone. Yeah, correct. If you destroy a miracle or the tower itself, then uh, the power should theoretically be gone. If you're out before sunrise, you should be fine. He will be able to maintain barring something disturbing him at his location near the fountains. Okay. Uh, and he's taking reasonable precautions to protect himself over the by the fountains. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if you, so if you're trying to come out mid morning the next day, then there could be problems because he Emiracle's power will be more in force and his yeah. magics that Fardius is trying to use may not be able to counter Emiracle when he's fully awake. Okay. Let's roll. So, what's the plan? You got a gate, um, got a 20 foot tall wall, and a tower inside the wall area. I think <clears throat> when, when Fardius says it's fine to go up to the wall, I say we go to the gate. And examine the gate. If we can't get through the gate, we go over the wall and go straight towards the door. Yeah, straight in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless you want to grapple and hook up to that balcony. That's 60 foot. Yeah. No, I think that would take I so would. long to get everybody up the road. That it yeah, would I'm be... trying to make that, that check even just to get up there for everyone. That's a, uh, that's a I think a you're right. I think, um, yeah, I think we go through the gate, through the door. If we can't open the gate, um, we'll go over the wall. Yep. How? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. we're ready. So, you're at the wall. Afardius has had time to use his scrolls to remove the enchantments. The runes that are on the walls, they were sort of just a slight hint of a glow. That sort of the glow has disappeared from them. So you guys are feeling like, okay, the wards have been removed. And the wall is safe to cross, you believe. So if you're going to try to scale the wall, it takes climb checks. No, we're going to go to the gate. Baptist and Snish will go to the gate. Okay, um, then it's just a pick the lock at the gate. Do you have his stats? Do you have stats for him? Or? Not specific stats. I will by next week. Uh, <laughs> but I, I've come from enough to know, sort of know what his plus is, if you want well, me to roll is he Is he Snish. chaotic or is he... He's chaotic. Okay, so he's going to have roughly the same. Yeah, he's chaotic. You can consider him like a level two thief. Okay. All uh, right. So I'm thinking, yeah, chaotic, level two thief. Pretty All right, much, with is going to An agility go. of a modifier of a plus two. Okay. Um, all right, can he roll for traps? You- yeah, you're going to look for traps first? Yeah, yeah. We'll both look for traps. Okay. I'll roll for him real quick. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, oh, that's not good. A it's one. Just a, it's just that was a great bad. start not, to what's about to happen. That's not a real fumble, though. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a real fumble. Settle down. 
It's still a good start. start. <laughs> it's a good start. Get yeah, that no, one out of the way. We're on step one. <laughs> snitch doesn't find any either. You guys are like, no traps. Good to go. Open it up, Snitch. <laughs> Who wants to pick the lock? Yeah, Snitch. <laughs> I mean, Babis isn't com- confident in his check. He knows he messed up. Okay, so snitches. He says, okay. I didn't know it's going to carry the whole load here, but I got it. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> Couldn't have done this without me. Yep. If this is his personality where he just mopes and complains about everything yeah, he has to do the <laughs> we may not employ him again. We may not make it out of the tower. Uh, it might not have to worry about employing him pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Badness is take a step back <laughs> to let him work of course obviously yeah just yeah. give him room give him room let him breathe maybe I'm going to take another step back just to be on the safe side alright we're in damn it uh, damn it what it's not opening this is a tough lock Baptist you want to try it Baptist come right. on this is a tough one You're he didn't set off any traps he did not set off any traps alright alright I told you it was tough. <laughs> All right. Man. Let, let, oh. Step away. Let me try this again. Motions for Baptist to step away. He sort of like blows on his hands. And he puts his lockpick tools back in. Bong and his men are getting a battering uh, ram. It's impossible. And this wizard's got this place locked up. And Baptist gets a click of the lock as he pushes uh, a <laughs> snitch aside. Get another shot at the, uh, the lock. How long and did that take? Probably about 10 minutes. 10 minutes, okay. And Baptist gets it open, gate squeaks open, and you see a path that leads from the gate. going to change in five minutes. Man. And you see a path that leads up to the door. Carefully revealing. Um, Bong leads his men quickly down the path, straight to the door, setting up perimeters, looking for uh, any kind of motion coming from the overgrowth, and like making cover for everybody else to get through. Make an intelligence check for Bong. Oh, that's you, fun. How many zero levels do you have with you? All of them. <laughs> All of them? <laughs> no, I'll take the new five, or whatever, however many it was. Nah, I don't want that many, because that, that'll be too burdensome next week when we have a full crew. I'll, br- I'll bring three. Okay, fair enough. I think that's a good number. No, yes. 19 for Bong. Okay, he hears rustling coming from either go. side of the path quite quickly, so everybody gets to roll initiative as Bong will raise the alert. As these uh, cat-like leopards seem to be leaping from the sides of the trail on either side to attack you guys. Nice roll, bud. And we'll roll initiative, and we've got nine for me. So that puts us at Baptist, Jargon, Leopards... And Mephrodis' crew. So, Baptist and Nudiklaus, the bong has raised the alert that these cat-like leopards are leaping in. I assume about the halfway point of the path, so right at that first big curve is where this is all going down. Uh, as one leopard seems to be leaping in from the right, one coming in from the left. Seems to be there leading with claws and bites. Okay, so there's how many again jumping in? I'm sorry. Looks to be two. Looks to be two. Is yeah, that one from each side at the first big curve in the trail? Is that, there yeah. doesn't appear to be more wrestling. Okay. Noony Klaus will cast scare. 
the okay. material on scare is any creature with intelligence of three or lower flees. These leopards do not seem to be fleeing from the mercurial effect. No, You're not sure if they've been enchanted effect. with some sort of ability or resistance, or if leopards. they're smart leopards. You're not sure which the case is. You can target one yeah. creature and it gets a will save. With a target one creature. Okay. So leopard makes tries to make his will save and fails. So are you doing the leopard on the right of the path or left of the path? Uh, right. Okay. Let's see. It flees the area at maximum speed. The scare lasts one round. On the round following the fail save, the creature recovers its wits. So it's going to run full speed away for one round. Okay. Babis will hold his turn. Okay. And that takes us to Jargon. You've seen two leopards leap in from the sides of the path. One has just rocketed off with fear through the weeds, the one on the right. And you got one on the left still closing in. Um... So you said this is right about the big bend of the path, right? Is where they came in? What's that? You said they came in about the big bend of the path? Yeah, yep, right there. Okay. That's the first big bend there. Um, am I within a melee range, or am I within range? You can close the melee range, yes. You can get one attack. Uh, I'm going to try not to close the melee range, actually. Okay. <laughs> what I'll do is... <laughs> you guys on. are a bunch of scaredy cats. I'm Holy cow. I am squishing as hell and you know it. My guys are last in initiative, and that's their job. My my HT is terrible. I'm just going to have my short bow out. Okay. I'll fire off a, uh, you want an arrow. At pull the, it out uh, now and shoot and not move? Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and take a shot. At the oh, the one that's left is the one on the left. That is a definitely there a hit. Go. 22. Ow. Yeah. Thank God. For, well, that's not bad. Four damage. Four damage. You hit. Seems to shrug it off for the most part, but it was definitely a hit. Okay, so it's at least a solid being. So that's good. Yes. And these guys were closing into Bong and his goons as they walked up. Only one there. This is going to attack... See if it's even gonna be able to hit somebody. Ooh, fumbles and misses. That's what I'm talking about. Breaks his paw. Dies. <laughs> so we fumble. Has an embolism. Fumble. And it somehow manages to miss and like it must have had some vegetation uh, that it pulled from the overgrowth and stuff, and it get its its claw sort of tangled up, and it's sort of tangled up for the next round. And that takes us to Mephrodus, Bong, and his troop of zero levels. All right, Mephrodus is going to uh, sing out a rallying shout, trying to get his new found recruits to um, form a line and start, like, killing. Okay. So he is going to attack while he's saying something heroic. So that's plus... Kill the beast. Because actually, according to the rules, these henchmen are supposed to roll a morale check on their first encounter to see if they like flee or not. Okay. And if you want to look at that real quick, that's on page one, on um, page three ten. While I'm rolling, plus seven. This is for his rallying cry. He rolled an eight, uh, eighteen. He hit the deed at four. Um, so the warrior urges his allies to form, form up around him and leads the charge. He must be at the forefront of the battle, succeeding in his attacks and setting an example for his followers who receive a plus one bonus to morale checks for the remainder of the round. Okay. 
So he hits, I'm assuming. What's the lippers? Yep, he hits. Okay, so that is... Because he's at minus one AC for getting all tangled up in the vines that caught him on the way through the undergrowth. The eight plus four plus three. Now, the lucky weapon, is that for damage or for just to hit? Which weapon is he using? Uh, his lucky the, weapon, the longsword. Oh, um... Let me look. I'm sure I've got it written down. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. It's just to hit, so it would just okay. be okay. It is 14 damage to the leopard. Okay. It is severely wounded, still a lot up, but it's bleeding heavily and it seems to be struggling. All right. For his second attack, he wants to hit the leopard again while making more rallying cries. Seven uh, And a 10. Probably misses. That is a miss. A 10 okay. misses. The rally, as far as, let's go ahead and do the morale checks on your 3-0 levels. Okay. So you have to get an 11 or higher. You do get the plus 1 from your, give it a plus 2 from the rallying cry, and you get the personality modifier of Bong. Which so is you a, get a plus zero. 2 from your rallying cry, and then your personality modifier in addition to that. Okay, and, so yeah, I got a, it's just a straight plus 2 then. With a D twenty check. Well, they get and you get to save. add your will save too. My, so bongs will save. No, they're no, their will save. Their will saves at level zero are going to be a zero zero and negative one. Okay, so you get the will save. Way to go, bong. <laughs> bong rolls a one. Well, no, that's not no. bong's roll. It's your zero levels are rolling. Okay, they roll a one. They well, can... you can do one for each one if you want. Okay, that sounds good. So one of them is fleeing out the gate. The Dang. second one is fleeing out the gate. <laughs> that one made it. So your third roll there. Two of them is taken off through the gate. What? All right, that's my new CD cut purse. Can I trip one of them to stop them from running out the gate? <laughs> you can't, but Baptist delayed and has an action to do something if he wishes to do something to one of the two trying to flee. Because <laughs> he's got an action left. <laughs> Baptist, you see two of your tirelings fleeing through the gate, practically yeah, running right by you. Baptist is going to try to stop both of them. Okay. He's just going to... The question is, is it a knife through the heart or words? Close line. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you, you bring that knife to the heart up, and that is real tempting. <laughs> that is real tempting. They kind of deserve it. Baptist is going to shut the gate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Baptist is going to shut the gate and look at him. And you're like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> We're dominating this. <laughs> so, Baptist slams the gate shut. Just and pull yourself together. That are running cannot get out. And they're just like panicked. And Baptist is probably just looking at him like, you guys. <laughs> yeah, pull his yourself head. together. Come on. It's a, it's a kitty cat. Yeah, one of them ran off just looking at us and ran. <laughs> Get, get back over there. Okay, so they're at least stopped. They aren't back in the fight yet, but they're at Should've least stopped, and we're not able to see the Citadel. These idiots. <laughs> and that brings us back around to Baptist Nooney Klaus. Wait, let Mephrodus go. Oh, yeah, Mephrodus. You've got Mephrodus one is... that's fleed and one that's uh looks pretty heavily wounded. Is Aram and Torg and all those people here? Uh, I said I was bringing Torg, so... But then I said I was going to bring the three level zeros. I don't want it to be too many guys. I don't want to take too much time for my... And what about the other guy? The plus two guy? Oh, the snitch guy? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah. 
What's his face? Oh, yeah, Sellsword. Take Sellsword and... Yeah. He's, he's definitely Cal. What was his name? He was... Calgrim. Colgrim, yeah. Colgrim. Colgrim. All right, he is going to attack the leopard. And he gets a plus two, you said? Yeah. And he misses. And he misses. Mephrodis is going to step up with... He's going to cast Color Spray. Don't do something stupid, Mephrodis. Mephrodis, no. lo- Mephrodis loses yeah. Color Spray with a nine. She just stabbed oh, him. She just stabbed him. Opening thing. encounter, gone. Okay, and I guess that's probably... I haven't even the door yet. Uh, I won't roll toward. <laughs> he might show up later, but I won't... Okay. I'll hold him in reserve. Uh, Baptist and Klaus. All right. Uh, Baptist <laughs> stabbed this thing. Magic missile him. Eight. Thank <laughs> God, this is terrible. <laughs> Noonie Klaus will move to... No. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Noonie Klaus will take his staff that he's recovered from Israel. Okay. And give it a good whack. That is a hit. And five. That kills that leopard. Awesome. Nice. So the other leopard has run. It's somewhere in the weeds. You suspect it's coming back rather shortly, though. So are there any preparations you wish to take? Uh, Bong, like, immediately starts yelling for Snitch and Baptist to head towards the door with Methodist to look to check it out. And they'll form, Bong and his men will form like a semicircle around the door okay. as a defensive perimeter if I've got my hirelings back under control now. They're somewhat under control. They start to wander back towards you. They, like, Bong. try to brush off the fact they were trying to flee and Baptist actually kept them from fleeing. Bong uh, around as needed. Baptist and Snish reach the doors of the tower, and they see it's a door of glossy obsidian bars, and or a door of glossy obsidian bars the entrance into the shifting tower. The ebon surface of the door seems alive with twisting symbols and half-glimpsed visages, seemingly birthed from a madman's dreams. A series of purple-red runes adorns the lintel above the door. Can we so they're see- studying the door, and the leopard appears again from. The trees, it's done being scared and comes charging towards Bong's uh, hirelings, <laughs> snapping at them as it does so. Are we still in initiative order or are we going to... Oh, keep it in order. <laughs> nice. Letters. Yeah, we'll keep it in order. Okay. Yes. So wait, did Noonie go or no? No, Noonie. So let's see what happens to this leopard. Yeah, let's see what happens to this leopard first. And it breaks its tooth. <laughs> And it see blood pours from its maw as it snapped. Leopards are like, worse than we are. Broke teeth on this. Uh, <laughs> Dang. And that would actually, with the time, would roll up to Bong and his goons. Sorry, henchmen. I've been corrected. Henchmen. <laughs> yeah, they're union. You can't talk to them like that. All right, Bong is going to step up uh, with the bleeding-mouthed leopard and attack it and he's pretty much going to try to cripple it if he can okay. with his deed die he hits a 19 yep you hit the leopard and you hit your deed die i believe yep hit your deed die so would that be a called shot trying to cripple it break a leg or something yeah i mean i, I figure you hit its leg and you know sort of broke its leg probably gave it a minus one to everything okay slowed I, movement there's a charge can we read it i don't have to though I'm whichever I'm fine with what I ruled. Let me see. Okay, I'll just let you call it then. 
Okay, so he hits for... He hits, and now he needs to roll his damage, which is 1d8, plus his d5, plus the 3 from his strength for 11 damage. Nice solid hit. Its front leg sort of crumples underneath of it, so now it's got a bleeding maw, and it's got a crumpled leg. Uh, you're thinking you probably took out its claw attack from that particular leg, and you got your other guys. All right, the henchmen immediately swarm in around him, and you're feeling confident because of their leader's success. The first one swings. It's with a 17. That's a hit. I'm going to roll a d4 for damage, two damage. The second one swings, nine. Miss. The third one swings, and he has a plus one with strength, 13. Mm, that is a, I believe it's a miss. That is a miss. Okay. All right, so Mephrodis will step up, draw okay. his longsword, and attempt to put an end to the misery of this leopard and okay. for this is toting a plus zero his attack bonus is a plus two all right he swings and that is it he hits see he's much better with the long sword he was an outlaw before he became a wizard that's probably why four or five damage and it gets a nice solid blow on the wizard but it or on the leopard but it is still up Bang. but it's bleeding heavily it's bleeding from its mouth favoring a leg Okay. Uh, it takes us to Baptist and Nooney Clouds. Baptist is up by the door, uh, and Nooney Clouds is... I can go turn this around. Let me roll for oh. what's-his-face. Did I miss you? Yeah. It's a jargon. Yeah, just going to do another quick shot. Range. 16. That is a hit. Two damage. Arrow goes in. Leopard is still up, but it looks really, really, really bad. I need to roll for uh, what's-his-face. Colgram? Yeah, Colgram. Okay. Miss. And Colgram misses, and that takes us to... Baptist Nooney Klaus. Colgram's flowing locks got in the way. <laughs> his beard <laughs> yes, flew do. up in his face. <laughs> Aaron is sure he was being muted there, bud. Aaron said he killed him. He killed it. Oh, he said be right back. Oh, I didn't that. see that. I missed it, too. We'll give him a second. Let Jargon go ahead and go. Did, oh, wait, we had another night pass, didn't we? Another what? Another what? We had another night Another night pass. Yes, you All did. Right, so that puts me up to full walk right walking into this place. Heck yeah. We're going to need it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Baptist and Klaus. What, what happened? Uh, Leopard's been beat up. Jargon hit it with a, uh arrow. Uh, Mephrodis has hit it with a longsword. It looks really poor, but it's still struggling to stay up. Okay. Uh, Klaus will swing at it with his staff. Nice. Oh, man. Oh, nice so, crit with the wizard. Dang. Wizard crit. That is. Two damage and let's see, new table one. Never got a quit of many clubs And he has got a ten. Eight. Numbing strike. Cursing in agony the foe is unable to attack the next round. That'll work. <laughs> Um, and it's also unable to attack because it's been struck down dead. Nice. As it falls beneath Nooney Klaus's staff. And Nooney Klaus is really liking his staff. Dang, Nooney is just... <laughs> that we stole from the history of. <laughs> that we didn't fairly pay for and killed this maker. <laughs> so, that you don't see any more movement from the, overgr the undergrowth or the trees or anything like that. 
and Baptist and Schnisch, like I said, stand in front of a door of glossy obsidian in front of the shifting tower. The ebon surface of the door seems alive with twisting symbols and half-glimpsed visages seemingly birthed from a madman's dreams. A series of purple-red runes adorns the lentil above the door. During the course of the combat, the tower shifted from a pillar of flame to rusted iron adorned with sharp spear-like spires at the top. And that brings yeah, us to about 11.30, so that's probably time to wrap it up. And it's a good spot because it allows Santh to get in next week if he's able to. Did the rooms, did the door change? The door did not change. The door okay. is still the same. It's just the is, tower exterior. Is mm. the tower got the rooms on it as well or just the door? Just the door. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, now Santh can come sauntering in. Correct. Now Santh can come sauntering in. That's the crew. Like and BC Gone Lex and whoever else he's bringing with him. <laughs> exactly. So Whatever that's a good spot, good spot to wrap it up for the evening. You guys are nice. standing in front nice. of the door to the tower. So that's where we'll pick it up next week. Awesome. Good. Good. Nice good game, game, guys. It's fine cool. Game. Fine game. Yeah, that was real good. Yeah. Cool. See you all next week. Yep. See good night, guys. Adios. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.